Hi, and welcome to another interview. Today, I have the lovely Taylor with me, and I'm going to get straight to the first question. As you know, I always do. Hey, Taylor, why did you become a carnivore? Well, I'm going to take you on a little bit of a journey when it comes to um, just like my whole health journey um, as the last gosh, 15 years, I'm turning 30 next or in two weeks, I'll be 30. And um, this health journey kind of started back in the beginning of high school. Um, I definitely got into a pretty severe eating disorder with bulimia. And um, it was I feel like a lot of teenage girls go through this where you just you don't feel good about yourself. And it just causes all of this binging and purging and just trying to fit in, you know, and back then it was just like skinny is the way you wanted to be. Um, But that's not how I am built. I'm a hockey player. I started playing hockey when I was three years old and I played all the way through college. That's actually how Colton I met. We met um, because we both played hockey for Eastern Washington University. And um, so being a hockey player, I have a lot of muscle, but that wasn't really in back then. So I was just on this mission to be skinny and I was so unhealthy. I was eating, you know, I never really followed a meal plan. It was just what was in what I, what I would read magazines and stuff like that, trying to find something to help me become skinny. And that was just like my mission in high school. And I became super unhealthy mentally, physically, emotionally. It was just this awful roller coaster. And um, when I went to college, I started playing college hockey. I really started finding my love for weight training. And that's kind of around the time that I met Colt. We met our freshman year and we started lifting weights together. And I really started to heal my relationship with my body at that point, because it had been just this cycle of almost um, four years of just binging and purging and doing a ton of cardio. And it was just awful. And I was very unhappy and it was just something that I knew I needed to change. And so um, Colt came into my life and we started working out together. We started playing hockey together and just kind of healing this part of my life that needed to be healed. And, you know, fast forward um, a few years, we get married. And after about four years of marriage, we get pregnant with our first child. And I ended up having a miscarriage. And it was a very traumatic experience for both of us. Um, And I kind of just had felt like my body had failed me. It failed us. And I, at that point, was on a mission again to get as healthy as I can be. I've never heard at this point. I don't think I ever heard about keto, ever heard about carnivore. Um, It was just at that point, we were kind of dabbling in the paleo lifestyle, which worked really well for us for a little bit, but it was a lot of work. And I still was dealing with some like gastrointestinal issues when it comes to like just things not agreeing with me. And so I thought cutting out dairy was going to be the the solution and it wasn't. And it was just a lot of stuff. And my hormones were all over the place after being pregnant and then going through a miscarriage And then two months later, we get pregnant with our son, James, and my pregnancy was really difficult. Both of my pregnancies were, and um, I developed preeclampsia at the end of my pregnancy and ended up gaining um, almost 90 pounds and 70 of that was water because after I gave birth, I think I lost 70 pounds within three weeks because it was all water. It was just crazy. I was so swollen and I was just really unhealthy. My blood pressure was up through the roof because of the preeclampsia. And I also had to have an emergency C-section with him. So enter into momhood after this massive surgery um, that was an emergency. They had him out within five minutes. So it was a really hard um, recovery for me. And um, 
And so I did not work out. I was trying to do my best to eat healthy during that year. We were still paleo. Um, and then I get pregnant with our daughter <laughs> and um, they're, nine, they're, they're 18 months apart. So they were really close together. And um, at that point, I had started working out again, t- starting to feel myself, got pregnant with her and then went through another awful pregnancy um, where I was just sick the entire time. I had preeclampsia towards the end. Thankfully, it wasn't as soon, but um, I did not have near as much issues with that, thankfully, and then had another C-section with her. And so this is around, she was born in 2019 in November. And then in 2021, January is when I was like, okay, it is time to take my health seriously. We knew we were going to be done having kids and I was just kind of ready to focus on myself. And that right before, um, I know it was that summer was when Colt and I both went keto the summer of 2020. And, um, he had started a little bit earlier than me. I've, you know, I've watched him go through at this point, eight bodybuilding shows and the last round of them, he started doing kind of like a keto diet and it wasn't really following anything, but that's when we started being educated on the keto diet on a high fat diet, low carb diet. And, So we went keto and I really enjoyed it. I, for the first time, wasn't feeling a ton of inflammation. It was kind of dirty keto style. I was not tracking anything. Um, I was eating still a lot of vegetables. So I was still having some like, you know, digestive issues, but not like I was. So I was feeling some relief in that. Um, But I also, within um, 2020 to 2021, I had lost, I'm sorry, 2021, I had lost um, 60 pounds. And so I was feeling really good mentally, physically, um, and just excited about my health journey. And that's when we both decided to try out carnivore. And um, I was a little hesitant at first, more so because when we go, when we do something, we go all in, like everybody in the house eats that way. Because if we don't, someone's going to fall off the wagon and we're going to have those temptations. So it's better for us to remove those from, um, from our lifestyle. And so I was more so hesitant based because of our kids, because I was not sure how that was going to affect them. I was cool with doing this experiment on myself and with Colt. Um, but it's been the best thing we ever did for our family. Um, our son has autism and having a high fat, like, you know, good protein amount diet was the best thing we did for him because it kind of helped just take it. We took all the sugar out. Um, they eat very minimal carbs. If they do, um, I make like a homemade sourdough every once in a while, or they have sweet potatoes and that's it. Um, they do a lot of cheese. They do, they love yogurt. They, I mean, they eat a really good diet, lots of protein, lots of, you know, meat base. And it was a really good thing for them too. So the transition into that was difficult, but it took a few months for us to get it down, but it's been the best thing we ever did for all of us. Um, I've never felt better. My skin looks the best it's ever looked. And I've I've always like struggled with just some random acne from here, like, you know, all all of my life. And I think a lot of that has to do with my hormones being up and down from pregnancy. So, um, but my skin has never looked clearer than it has in the last year, which has been an unexpected positive. Uh, No digestive issues. I know exactly what I need to eat and I know exactly what sets off my digestive issues now. Um, you know, same thing with Colt and we're both just really in tune with our bodies. And so we don't have any inflammation. I mean, our joints kind of hurt because we lift weights. We're both bodybuilders. So, um, but yeah, that's, 
the long story, um, not made short, but just kind of my history with my health journey. And here we are today. I'm going to be doing my first bodybuilding competition next spring. It was going to be this this fall, um, but we had some things come up to where we have to do an unexpected move and it just wasn't something I was wanting to push right now. So we're going to take our time. But yeah, that's where we're at. <laughs> wow. What a fantastic and uh um, amazing story and obviously tinge yeah. you a lot of uh, sadness and some bad things you had to go through. Um, so thanks for sharing that. I'm yeah. a little bit uh, nonplussed, actually. I think it's the first time I've done one of these and been a little bit lost for words. Um, so I know it's good. It's good. So um, thanks for sharing that. That was that was real, real open. So that's great. Um, with carnivores, I just I'll try and go through sort of chronologically the things you just covered there and just try to tick them off or at least sort of briefly cover them. So you you had binge eating and purging as part of your history. Has, has that completely been eradicated since you went carnivore? Yeah, I. I think kind of once I met Colt is when I was able to pull myself out of that. Um, a lot of it was just, I was going through a lot. My parents were going through a really nasty divorce and it was kind of like an emotional coping mechanism at that point for me. Um, and just a lot of other things that were going on in my life that not that Colt solved, but having him as someone that I could talk to really, I think pulled me out of that. And it took me a while to be honest with him that I was struggling with that. Um, because it's, you know, it's kind of embarrassing. I mean, it, at that point, you know, it was an embarrassing thing for me. And now I'm not embarrassed because almost everybody struggles with some kind of eating disorder and it isn't talked about enough. So that's why I like to be transparent about it. But at that point, um, I think it was just the transition into that new relationship in my life and seeing myself in a way that I haven't seen, I wasn't able to see myself before kind of pulled me out of that. But I will say um, carbs are a definite trigger for me and not if we, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's a little bit easier for me if they're, if I'm around them than it used to be, but they can trigger that um, emotion in my brain to want to keep eating them. And so that's why we don't keep them in the house. And, um, you know, it, it, de it definitely is something I feel like you can still struggle with. I wouldn't say it's a hundred percent gone because I would still have this tendency today to emotionally eat. Like I had a really stressful day yesterday and I had that urge to like want to eat more <laughs> because I was just really stressed out. So I feel like that's a constant battle that most people deal with. So, yes. Yeah. And I, I don't know if I misheard, but I think I heard you say that you lost 70 pounds of water in three weeks. <laughs> now, did you ever get to the bottom of why that water retention was, was so crazy? So it was because of the preeclampsia. Um, it's just a side effect of having that high blood pressure and the water retention. So they put me on a ton of Lasix. Um, when I went to the hospital, I was induced three weeks early because of it. It had just turned really bad for my body at that point. And so I was on Lasix for like five weeks and it was just crazy. Um, but I mean, the damage it did to my body with all that extra water. It was just, I, w I have this photo of my feet the day before I went to the hospital and they're literally like that wide. I could not wear shoes <laughs> and it was just, it was so painful. So, um, but I'm assuming the water retention was because of the preeclampsia. I guess no one really told me why I figured that was a side effect. Um, and also when you're pregnant, you tend to hold more water too. So. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but 70 pounds is excessive. And for people who are listening to the audio podcast, 
uh, when Taylor did my feet were this wide. It's as wide as her face. One yeah, foot. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah sounds sounds horrific. Um, and you sort of glossed over one of the main things there. You said you decided to go carnivore. So what made that decision happen? Was it influencers? Was it just reading up? What what was um, the honestly? Colt had read Sean Baker's carnivore book. It's back here somewhere. The thing of the carnivore yep, diet. Yep, yep. And um, he came to me and he's like, I think I just want to eat. I want to try for a month eating nothing but beef. And I thought he was crazy at first. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, that's just weird. And then the more we talked about it and the more he kind of just showed me things and educated me at this point, I had been listening to a lot of Robert Sykes's the Keto Savage podcast, and they're very meat based. Um, at this point, I wasn't really meat based. I mean, I was eating meat, but I was definitely like relying on vegetables to kind of fill me up because I it was a transition for me. So um I was, you know, after he talked about it, I was like, great, let's just try it. So we tried it and we have never looked back. (laughs) I think that's a really common phrase I've heard. And I include myself there. I did a 30 day, um, see how it goes. And four four years later, here I am still doing it. And I think one of the things you said about no digestive issues is a really big thing that happens with, with carnivores and your skin is better. And it sounds like the binge eating, the purging sort of is behind you. I did I did hear what you said about the emotional yeah. thing are still there. So what is your day of eating looking like? I know you've got two kids and, you know, you're yeah. a busy mom as well. And, you know, uh, you're also working. So what does your day look like? Um, yeah, so it's I'm I'm trying to transition to two meals a day. It's just kind of hard because I work out first thing in the morning. So my appetite is pretty ravenous right after I work out. So what I do is I have um, one and a half ounces of cooked bacon. So I'll just air fry some bacon um, and then I have a coffee with some heavy cream. And then that kind of sustains me Um until about noon. And then I have, um, right now I'm doing some sausage and ground beef for lunch, loving that. And then I do throw in some pickles every once in a while because I love pickles. Um, and then for dinner, I do another rendition of ground beef and I'll do some eggs. So it's really plain and there's nothing like exciting about it, but I am tracking things right now because I'm doing like a mini cut with my coach, my um, bodybuilding coach, Um, to just try to get for a month. We're just trying to get as much weight off as we can before we reverse diet and then start another building phase before I start my prep in um, November. So it's kind of the beginning. I'm only eating. I know calories aren't what people like to talk about, but that's what, how we're tracking it with her. Um, I'm eating 120 grams of fat, 120 grams of protein. So about 1400 calories. So per day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. And it's now low. Then. I normally like my maintaining uh, my maintenance is about 1850 calories. So I'm eating about 400 less and I'm feeling okay, but I'm ready for it to be higher. So how, how tall are you? Um, I am five, three and a half. Okay. Sure. And are you doing body composition measurements? So muscle mass or just going by what you look like in the mirror? Um, I am not doing any body composition measurements besides what I'm looking like in the mirror. Um, I'm at the point to where I don't want to know yet. <laughs> I'm tracking my weight, but I don't even know what it's at. Colt knows, but I don't because I don't want it to mess with my head. So but I know I'm losing weight because my clothes are a lot looser than they used to be like three weeks ago. So, OK. And for people that don't know, could you briefly explain what a reverse diet is? 
Um, yes, from what I understand, because I'm not a professional on this, I follow what Colt does, but it's just slowly adding, adding calories back in to increase your metabolism. Um, one of the big things that we found as bodybuilding coaches and by we, I mean, Colt and then me helping, um, is if people do a bodybuilding show or they cut their calories a lot, um, and then they all of a sudden add like 500 calories back in without going into that slowly. It just brings a lot of, uh, brings on a lot of fat gain. So our plan and our goal by adding calories back in slowly is to reduce the fat, um, the fat gain and just allow yourself to keep increasing your metabolism and um, getting to that point where you're at maintenance calories. So cool. So, and is it your first bodybuilding show? Did you say? Yes. Yeah, our kids are five and three and a half, and it's a little crazy, but um, it's going to be worth it. I'm really excited. I'm going at this point, I'm planning on doing the wellness category. Um, We'll kind of see as time gets closer if I do decide to do something different, but that's what I'm training for at this point. It's not as... um, I don't want to say strict because it still takes a lot to get down to that body fat percentage for, for bikini and for wellness. But, um, I don't have to learn like the bodybuilding poses. Um, if you were to do a physique or bodybuilding category and I don't have to get as shredded. So I wanted to start there. And then if I decide I want to go more then I can do more. So. Oh yeah. Um, I did a bodybuilding show in my twenties. Um, I'm one of those one and done. I did it. I enjoyed it, but I didn't do it. I'm sure that's what I'm going to be too, but you never know. (laughs) But but it's a huge, uh, experiment with your body and body fat percentage. And I I loved, I loved that. I mean, I've always been a bit, but at that point I was high carb and I did speak to Colt actually when we did the interview. So if people are listening and they want to see, uh, Taylor's husband, Colt. Now, I've also got that interview on my YouTube. Um, and as I was talking to him, I felt that bug, that bug. I wanted to maybe do it again. But anyway, so what yeah. does your what does your training look like? Are you training three three times a week? Um, I'm doing, I do five times a week. And so right now, because I'm doing my mini cut, I hate calling it that, but that's what it is. I'm doing a cut right now. Um, I do about an hour of weightlifting and I have three lower body days and two upper body days. The purpose of the lower body days is to continue to grow for one, the wellness category. Um, for those of you who don't know, it's different than bikini in the way that uh, your bottom and top are disproportionate. So you want to have bigger legs, bigger glutes. Um, and so that is my goal with doing the three days a week. And I am, I'm very quad dominant. I grew up playing hockey and soccer. Like I'm a very quad dominant leg dominant person. So it kind of suits me. Um, and then I do about 45 minutes of, um, incline walking, or I'll do like 25 minutes at an incline and then I'll take our kids for a walk. And our kids are, Let's see. James is probably almost 60 pounds and Everly is probably 45. So, you know, that's 105 pounds of resistance uh, in our stroller. Plus I put ankle weights on. So I feel like it kind of levels out, but that's, and it's very doable. I mean, I wake up at 4.30, I'm at the gym by 4.45 and I'm out of the gym by 6.10. So yeah, that's good. That's good. I know the yeah. thought of a stroller being like a sled, you know, pushing that resistance there. Oh, there I think you're going uphill. Oh my! <laughs> yeah. And we have some hills around us, which is, which is works in my favor. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, it, it's it sounds like you really have got it down. And when is the competition? So we're March now. So how far off is it? Yeah, it's about um, a year away. 
Um, well, it's it, it's at the end of April next year. So it's the the one that I'm looking at is there is one in um, Missoula, Montana, because we are, we're moving to Montana in May. Um, and so that's where all of Colt's family lives. And so there is it's a smaller um, bodybuilding show there. It's called The Big Sky. And the same promoters of that show do another one in Washington, which is um, called the Emerald Cup. And it's a really big show. So I'm probably going to do both. They're three weeks apart. Um, so the, the middle of April and then the end of April. So I am really excited to do both of those. And are you finding that you're easily motivated to get to the gym every time because of the show? Or are you always keen to work <laughs> out anyway? Um, well, I mean, working out has been a big part of my life for a long time. I obviously took a lot, way too much time off when I was pregnant and then going through postpartum. Um, but for the last two and a half years, it's been a very big part, part of my life. And so I definitely go through phases where I'm more motivated and not. But at the end of the day, it all comes down to discipline. And it's funny, every time somebody hears that I wake up at 430, they're like, oh, I could never do that. But if you live my life, that's the only time that you have available. So you do it anyways. Um, like every day my alarm goes off and I don't want to get out of bed. But it's funny. I used to be one of those people that pressed the alarm all the like the snooze button all the time. And I never press it anymore. It just is so habitual for me that I wake up. I feel good. And honestly, because my life during the day is so incredibly demanding, it's the least demanding part of the day going to the gym by myself because everybody is asleep. <laughs> so I don't have any mom duties, wife duties, dog mom duties, business duties. Everybody is asleep. So it's just my time to focus on myself. And it's, it's not hard. It's just, I, I made a decision that that was, this is my goal and I'm going to work for it. And I had to make it fit into my life somehow. And that's what it does. So, yeah, you used the buzzword of mine, which is habitual. I'm always talking about habits, good habits. Yeah. Um, if you don't mind me saying you, you look amazing, for, you don't look 30. And considering you've got two kids <laughs> and such a busy life, it's obviously working for you. But I think that's one of the things because I'm also a personal trainer, that's not the main thing I do now, but um, you know, I still get a lot of personal training clients and I also yeah. get a lot of inquiries and they'll say, I watched this thing about, um, I did 30 days of push-ups. This is what happened. Uh, is that all I've got to do? And then I'll get another inquiry. I saw this person doing a hundred days of squats. Is that all I've got to do? And I say, no, the thing that's there is not the exercise. It's the habit is you get into a habit of doing something good for you every single day, you'll get a benefit. And I think that's, that's fantastic. Um, I can relate to the early mornings. I, I think once you get into a good habit of early mornings, it's very helpful because you don't have enough hours in the day when you're really busy. And I think that's, that's a beautiful answer that they're all asleep. So at that moment, you're not a mum. You're, you're yeah, an individual exactly. going to the gym. Yeah. It's great. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And you just grow to love it too. I think, you know, especially when you're busy and you don't have those extra hours in the day, you just got to make it fit. And if those early mornings work for you, great. But for me, if I don't work out before 8am, it does not happen. I can't, I can't push it off until later because too many things come up. Life is kind of unpredictable with our kids. And so I have to get it done in the morning or it doesn't happen, which is another reason why I only do five days a week because our gym doesn't open until seven on the weekends. So like I'll do walks on the weekends, but I don't go to the gym. So. Welcome to the alchemy of natural healing. I'm your host, Laurel Dewey. 
True healing is an alchemical process, meaning it must transform you on all levels, body, mind, and spirit. What affects one affects all three. True healing is one of the hardest journeys you'll ever travel, but it's one of the most rewarding and fulfilling when you get to meet yourself for the first time. If you're ready to take that journey, let's get started. Yeah, and I think that's always that's actually always been a bugbear of mine that um, the gyms are open for the convenience of the staff, and I feel sorry for the staff. I've worked in gyms, uh, but in the end, the people that are really serious about training tend to do it first thing, tend to do it fasted if they're really really serious. I'm not recommending that, by the way. You don't have to do it like that, but that tends yeah. to be how we all uh, roll with it, to be honest. So um, it's probably not the right question for you because of this specialist thing that you're doing. But if you weren't, um, if you were not going for the, 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 the show, would you be including fasting in your regime, in your data, if you just a general day-to-day fitness thing, would you do that? Um, you know, Colt's been talking about that. It's funny. He started talking, he started intermittent fasting when I was pregnant with our son. And I obviously couldn't conceive the fact of intermittent fasting at that point because I was pregnant. Um, and then I breastfed him for 18 months, got pregnant with our daughter, breastfed our daughter. So intermittent fasting is not something you want to do while you're breastfeeding because you need those constant calories. Um, and so once I weaned her, I was dabbling with it a little bit and I would do like, um, what was my window? I think I did like 11 a.m. to six, I think. So, I mean, it was it worked, but it's not something I'm not willing to. I'm not not willing to try it. I'm trying to get to two meals a day so I don't have an eating window until like noon. But it's hard because I work out in the morning and that just increases my appetite. And so I don't know. I mean, maybe when I'm not prepping for a show, I'll do it um, because I see how easy it is to just wake up and not have to worry about cooking your food um, and all that stuff. But I'm not opposed to it. So <laughs> it's do you either feel, here or there. <laughs> do you feel that you're prioritizing protein at the moment over fats or how are you looking at your macros at the moment? Um, they're one to one right now, one-on-one ratio. Um, I am excited to add more protein and I'm at the point to where I'm, I'm following, um, Robert Sykes's bodybuilding, like prep, um, phases. And so the first phase is getting fat adapted. The second phase is increasing your protein threshold. And so, um, I am in incredibly deep ketosis. I can just feel it. Like I know when I'm am and when I'm not, And so next week we'll be increasing my protein a little bit more. And then when we're on my reverse diet through my building phase, I'm probably going to switch to a higher protein um, approach at that point because it won't be necessary to be in ketosis because I'm needing to be building uh, muscle at that point. So um, I'm very much looking forward to that. I'm ready for some more steaks. (laughs) (laughs) And is that normal just for the people? I mean, I know this answer, but I'm asking as if I didn't know. Um, Is it normal for people to take over a year to prep for a show? Um, I think it depends on the person. I know the lower body fat percentage you are at the beginning, the the less amount of time you have to prep. So um, I'm still you know, I still have more fat that I want to lose before I start my prep, which is why I'm starting so further away. Um, I would say average, our clients do about a 
25 to 30 week prep. We have a gal who is uh, always at a very low body fat percentage. She runs marathons, she hikes mountains. And so I think she's doing a six week prep because she's like there almost all the time. Um, but it just depends on the person. It depends on where you start at and, and everything. So and do you feel uh, your much? Do you see your muscle development? Are you seeing bigger biceps and everything you want, bigger shoulders? Yeah, and I, you know what, I've always had like the what are they called feathers on your what is called 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 call those um, on your quads where you have that quad sweep. I've always naturally had those, but I'm noticing it more, and then I'm noticing my shoulders more, um, and I'm just noticing like the. Um, I'm getting a leaner waist because I'm losing body fat, but I'm just noticing like my lats are growing in a good way. And I'm noticing a lot, which is exciting because I've, you know, the last year has been a lot of like trying to lose fat, but just kind of working out to maintain at this point. So I'm excited to be in a fat loss phase, but I did a lot of building muscle for six months throughout the winter. And I saw a lot from that, but I didn't see a lot until I started kind of chiseling away at the fat. So, Yeah. But I'm working hard and I'm really starting to, I've never been an upper body fan. Um, just working my upper body has never been a strength of mine. So I've never enjoyed it. But now that I'm seeing things develop, I'm really liking it. So, yeah. I mean, there's method in my madness because I'm trying to point out to people that you can lose fat and gain muscle because that absolutely. is a that, Yeah, absolutely. And I see it time and time again. I've done it three or four times experiments online. Um, you can absolutely gain muscle and you can lose fat at the same time. That's really good. Um, so you said your children are probably all in on carnivore. Is this is, when you said the whole family's got to do it? Are they are they enjoying carnivore? I mean, they really don't know anything different. Um, they definitely like we don't restrict things from them. Um, we just don't keep certain things in our house. So, you know, um, besides my mom and my stepdad, everybody else in our family is on the regular standard American diet. And so like when we go to a relative's house and they want to feed them this and that, like we don't say no, like we definitely limit how much sugar because it really affects our son and mm. how he behaves. Um and I think it affects any child anyways and any person. But for him specifically, there are certain things that are not good for him to consume too much of. And sugar is one of them. Um, but they know what sugar is. They know what like cake pops at Starbucks are. You know, they have some aunties that love to feed them. So um, but they, you know, for breakfast every morning, I can't, I'll go through their their meals if you want me to. Um, they're very simple, yeah. but they eat very, basically the same thing that I do. But for breakfast every morning. Um, I will do, we call them egg waffles, but I basically just scramble an egg and put in a handful of cheddar cheese and I put them in our waffle maker. So they're like, I guess kind of chaffles, but they're more eggy. Um, and then I'll make some bacon. And then if that's not enough, because sometimes they have a ravenous appetite, sometimes they don't, um, they each get like three pieces of bacon and then, um, one and a half eggs because the three eggs makes four waffles. So they each get two. And then they'll have like a yogurt. Um, we do like the um, Okios Zero, no sugar added yogurts for them. Or we'll do um, just some other higher fat yogurts. So that's just what we have at our disposal right now. And then we just do lots of like cheese, like cheese stick snacks. We do like beef sticks um, for lunch. They do. Let's see. Um, today we're going to have some beef sausage for lunch. So that is their, that's going to be their lunch. And then they'll probably have some strawberries. Um, they love strawberries. They love berry, like they love all kinds of berries. They love bananas. So I don't restrict that from them. Um, and then dinner will probably be 
I'm really on this ground beef mix. It's basically like a spaghetti sauce, but um, there's no noodles. And so I'll do ground beef and then I'll do a rouse marinara sauce mixed in with that. And then I'll add in goat cheese to make it creamy. And they love that. So that's kind of been our thing the last few days. Um, other times I'll do like some homemade chicken nuggets. Um, what else? They love chicken thighs. We do a lot of smoking our own meat. So we'll do like bone and skin on chicken thighs. We've just did ribs last week. We did a brisket. Like it just kind of depends on what we're, what we're eating. Um, they love pork belly. So pork belly is a weekly thing for them too. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it took it, it took time for me to transition them from having like snacky foods and just focusing on whole meals. And I definitely still feed them snacks because our son is has Colts genetics. And so he's really tall and he, I swear is always in a growth spurt. So he eats a lot. And, um, I swear he eats just as much as I do. It's just crazy. So, <laughs> so keeping him full is kind of a, kind of a project sometimes. Um, they also really love keto bricks. So I, I'll melt down keto bricks and put them in different molds and they'll get to snack on those throughout the day. But I mean, it's nothing complex. We don't have crackers in our house, maybe some almond flour crackers every once in a while, but we don't ever buy goldfish. We don't ever buy anything like that. Um, it's funny. We had a grocery delivery this morning. I do Walmart grocery delivery and they brought us somebody else's order. And I could not believe all the food that was in this order. It was like frozen waffles and frozen like chicken taquitos and pot pies and like I'm just like, cannot, I'm like, couldn't believe that somebody orders that for themselves to eat, but I forget that the way we eat is so different sometimes. So no, that's, no. A, that's a memory I've got now because my, my uh, father-in-law a couple of years ago was pretty ill with a blood clot and um, I did his shopping for him and, and it was completely alien. I just couldn't, wow. I couldn't believe it. Actually, I thought I'm going around the supermarket buying stuff that firstly, I don't even know where it is. And secondly, this whole trolley, I'd not eat anything in it. That was that was a really sad oh, thing. So, um, what about fish? Do you have any fish? Because I noticed very beef and and red meat heavy there. Uh, yeah, what about fish. you? Do you have um, I I love fish, but I can't eat it every day. Colt Colt loves fish. I mean, he loves anything, but he loves fish. So he eats a lot of black cod. Black cod just became in season in Washington. And so I finally am seeing it at Costco. Um, and then we'll do some salmon. But honestly, the price of beef is a little cheaper here than fish right now. And so I much prefer to eat red meat anyways. <laughs> but I am not opposed to fish. I love shrimp. I love scallops. I love like all kinds of I'm, I am not picky whatsoever. I just prefer to have like a, a fatty ribeye. That's just with some butter on top. That's my go-to. So <laughs> I think I'm with you there. I think my favorite food is a ribeye. And just for people who have never met Rupert, I don't think you've met Rupert. My oh, dog has so decided cute. to come in. Um, so I'll just uh, put him down for a second. Right. <laughs> so thanks for that. That's, that's brilliant. Um, we've actually come to the end of the interview. I think that's what he came to tell me, actually. You know, time out. <laughs> um, but that's, that's brilliant. So do you have any final tips to, to sum up? Um, your life as a mom, a busy mom doing the weight training? Did you have anything to share with people to get them to look at carnival? Well, I think in general, if I can run a business, be a mom, prep for a bodybuilding show, so can anybody else. Um, I am not here to show, oh my gosh, look what she can do. I just want people to hear my story to know that if I can do it, so can they. Um, and that you can turn a 
pretty tragic beginning into a beautiful, not ending, but journey. And, um, you know, it's a great one to go on. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Your support means the absolute world to me. And if you're enjoying the show, I've got a small favor to ask you. I'd be incredibly grateful if you would consider becoming a supporter and make a small monthly donation. Your contribution will really help to improve the show. I'll be able to improve the software, maybe put a few more episodes out and do many things that I'm hoping to do in the future. Do them a lot quicker. So it's a small monthly contribution. You can cancel at any time and the link is in the show notes. Thanks very much for listening.